everybody today. So I wanted to, I hope everybody had a great weekend. Where am I? Jeez, I'm a minute late. Calm down. My goodness. Just getting all sassy right at the very beginning. God damn. Anyway, a minute late. People are running on a tight schedule. All right, guys, I just, I'm just i going to post up real quick, by the way. This is the link to our coaching, also 30-minute consultation. 30-minute consultation gives you the app for a month. It also makes you a member of the Hunger Management Support Group. Um, I'm going to say hi to everybody really, really, really quickly. Uh, Radical Greek, what's going on? Emma, how are you? Arcasi, I don't know. I guess I pronounced that. Ray Lynn, the knee pain when you're obese is real. No kidding. I, I've been there. I have a Zoom work meeting start, uh, starting, so just wanted to drop in and say, hey, Kaylee, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Brent, what's going on, motherfucker? Uh, Jamie's Life Journey, Boot Camp Barbie, Emily Palmer, Zoe, uh, Ugly Jazz, Elizabeth Fraley, Janet, uh, Laura, the guitar pick, Brian, Nicole, Nicole Ann, lots of people, lots of people. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to see you. Uh, pleasure to have everybody fucking here today. I hope everybody had a fucking phenomenal weekend. I did um, be looking this week, by the way, we'll be starting to do some videos, some short videos on this channel and other places to start talking about the ingredients we are using for our up and coming supplement, No Morbidity. I'll be going to be making multiple videos on this. Uh, we will probably do a whole live about it, maybe even towards the end of this week. And I'll explain the thought process behind why we put these ingredients together for our non-stimulant based, non-thermogenic based appetite suppressant that actually works on the mechanism in your brain about hunger. Uh, to avoid feelings of actual of actual hunger. So uh, please do uh, make sure you stay in. Make sure you've subscribed and followed and notified notification bell, all that shit. And even if you've done it before, make sure you do it again because YouTube just turns that shit off for a lot of people because apparently I hurt people's feelings and they can fucking suck my dick. Just saying it. Uh, Nicolette, how are you? Elfitty? Jessica, what's going on? <laughs> Lukewarm's Sea Monkey. I don't even want to know how you came up with that name, bro. I, 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 I don't even, I don't even know. I don't even want, I don't, I don't think I want the story. The backstory might scare the fuck out of me. Uh, Dunny Girl, KS, Egg, uh, FQ, J, Samantha Giggles, how the fuck you doing? Subhine, how are you? April Dargan, first time catching alive. Welcome. Um, if you are easily offended, leave now. <laughs> Just fucking feel free to get the fuck out of here. The Little Pocket, Casey, what's happening? Casey the most. Uh... Pleasure to see you. One of your Q&As from four years ago popped up in my feed. It's crazy. You look like a, a completely different person. I feel like a completely different person. I actually feel very, very, very healthy now. I appreciate I, I appreciate the watch on that one, though, too. I was thinking about it once a week. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go back and look at old old lives or old videos of mine and everything like that. And uh, maybe we'll, t we'll make fun of how I used to look like where I looked like I ate me. Like I look like the person that ate my current form, you know? Amelia, how are you doing? Carl, how are you? Uh, IK, what's going on? Lots of people. Lots of people saying hello. I am really enjoying this. Artemis Jones, if I missed you, Brent, Big Spoon, Paige, R.A., John, uh, Miriam, uh, Elfini, and if I missed you, please do forgive me. Um, today, we are going to dispel the myth that you can be healthy at every fucking size. You know why? Something I always say, and I have said for a long fucking time, gravity fucking exists. I don't understand how people like it's just this thing like you, you, you make your you eat yourself to the size of a fucking house and you expect to still be told that you're perfectly fine. I don't know why we do this to people. I think it's bullshit and a lie. 
Um, but we are going to look over the science and articles and things of that nature. Um, I just, I, I find it kind of egregiously wrong for people to think that in any way, give me one second. You know, I, I think it's egregiously wrong for people to think that for in any way, window, boom, that somehow this is not actually fucking damaging. Like this right here, this area should not go backwards. It, 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 it should not go backwards. Like we, we, like the knees should not go backwards. It just should not absolutely happen. Um, it, to, to, to pretend this is not damaging to this poor woman is just ridiculous. For her to pretend it, for people to pretend it, for anybody to actually say that you can be morbidly obese and healthy when in fact gravity exists. Like if you're on the moon, are you on the moon? I mean, maybe if, if you live underwater and you can just float, uh, then okay. But um, nobody can tell me that it's not. One of the things we're going to do is, like I said, we're going to look at the different articles based and surrounding it. Um, let me find something here real quick. I feel I'm ill-prepared today, but I'm actually very prepared. I'm actually way over-prepared if you want to look at it because I have the next three days of, uh, of, uh, of videos plotted out already. I'm kind of amazed that I did this. Uh, I normally don't, <laughs> but I have like the next three days worth of stuff plotted out. Here we go. This is the one I wanted to see. So this is uh, physicaltherapist.com that I'm going to pull up here. And we are just going to start. We're, we're going to get right on into it. And boom. Share. Here we are. Boom. Okay. All right. The truth about uh, about body weight and knee pain in physical therapy, physical therapist article by Jeff uh, Gillum, PT, PhD, OCS, 2014. We may occasionally think about how our body weight could affect our knee joint pain. However, we may not realize just how traumatic the effects of just adding 10 pounds to our frame can be. Understandably, added body weight places an extra load on the joints, which increases stress on joints, surfaces, and may accelerate the breakdown of the cartilage. However, did you know that for every extra pound of body weight, there is approximately four extra pounds of force placed on the knee joint while walking? That's just walking. So 10 pounds of added body weight increase joint forces in the knee to 40 pounds each step. Now multiply that by 5,000 steps you take. That's 20,000 pounds of accumulated force that the knee joint must withstand each day added on just from the extra weight. It's no wonder the persons who are in the top 20% for body weight have up to 10 times the risk of knee osteoarthritis compared to those at the lowest 20%. What, uh, what, if you, what if you walk down a hill? How does the joint force compare to walking on a level ground? Those joint forces are now three to four times the forces of walking on a level surface. This makes us ponder how wearing high heel shoes can affect, uh, can affect the knee joint. In fact, knee joint forces for women wearing high heel shoes compared to walking on surfaces are 23% greater. But three to four times the force of walking on a level surface, if you've every, for every pound you add, 
That is an extra 10 to 12 pounds of force per extra pound of body weight. So just walking on a level surface, somebody like Tess Holliday, who is 200 pounds over her ideal weight at the very fucking least 200 pounds overweight, she is putting an extra 800 pounds uh, of force on her knee joint every single time she walks, every t- single time she takes a fucking step, 800 plus extra pounds of force. If she is walking downhill, that alone could be an extra 2,000 to 2,400 fucking pounds. That is insane amounts of weight. That is it, that is not something that can be sustained for a long period of time. Uh, so if being overweight increases development of progression of osteoarthritis of the knee, could weight loss t- uh, potentially reverse those effects? Well, for women average height, for every 11 pounds weight loss, the risk of knee osteoarthritis drops about 50%. Researchers have demonstrated that a 10% reduction in the body weight is in overall elderly men decreases risk of uh, osteoarthritis by 21.5% and 33% in women. Other studies have shown that similar weight loss in uh, those overweight with knee osteoarthritis decreased pain by 30% and improved function by 24%. Now, all of this said is that gravity fucking exists. I mean, all this did is somebody figured out the math behind the the actual force placed upon from gravity pulling on the extra weight and the amount of force that's put onto the knee joint. Now, beyond that, beyond that, why people who are obese should not fucking jump around like glitter and lasers and like this lady Anna. When you think about jumping, which is even more than walking downhill, but let's just say it is walking downhill. Anna is also about 200 to 250 pounds of her weight. Let's be real. She's probably 250 pounds over what her body frame was designed to carry. And this is not to be mean. This is not to in any way shame her by any stretch of the imagination. This is just to be fucking realistic. And actually by me being realistic, that is way more kind to her than anybody else has fucking been. So what we're going to do is go here. I wanted to show everybody this one thing in case you hadn't seen it. In case you didn't check it out when I shared it the initial time. And I'm not going to put the, I'm actually not going to share the, the, the sound with it because then I get stricken. So, uh, but if you take a look at this, Look at that. I mean, that's just insane. I, that's just, can you imagine the pressure on her feet? This one, she actually takes a little step back. This is unhealthy. This, this, I understand that it's, it's this big thing to try to, the desire in some way to say, I can do this even though I've eaten myself into almost near immobility. But let's be real. Just because you can do something like I could go swim with alligators right now, right, like right outside. I don't think I fucking should do that, though, because they might eat me. It might be bad for my fucking health. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you fucking should. You know, like it, I'm not saying that she should, anybody should stop her from doing whatever she wants to do. But when you present it out to people as if this is somehow healthy, that's fucking insane. The physics of it shows you cannot be healthy and morbidly obese. Morbidly obese people should not be jumping. When we did the 
when I was doing it, when they brought back the fucking biggest loser show, that fucking moronic ass show that is nothing that made money off the systemic emotional and physical torture of obese people for the entertainment, for entertainment purposes. Nothing did more for the fat acceptance community to gain traction than shows like that, where a bunch of fucking trainers looking at you, Steve Cook, who don't know what the fuck you're doing at all. What's so fucking ever? And Jillian Michaels and that other fucking girl who was actually fat. I don't even remember her name, but she was actually fat at one point in time. She's training people to throw up and do all sorts of bullshit like that. They're, they're showing people the wrong fucking things to do. Dangerous fucking activities when you are morbidly obese to be doing. You know what you should do? Walk. Swim. If they would have put them all into a pool, that would, I would have fucking been celebrating it every fucking week. If they would have just had them swim laps. Most of the fucking day, put them in fucking floaties and just have them keep fucking moving all goddamn day. That would have been fucking even better. Crystal and I have often talked about if we would ever decide to open up like an outpatient therapy or even an inpatient therapy, that's what we would have them do the majority of the fucking time. We would have to have an Olympic sized pool because we would have them in the pool all the fucking time. It's good for their skin. It's good for their hygiene. It's good for them. It's good for it's good for movement. It is low impact to no impact on their fucking joints, which are already, again, suffering. It takes away the impact of fucking gravity. Yet alone to have these people jumping on shit. Like the whole show, The Biggest Loser, was just anybody that's ever had anything to do with that show. Anybody that's ever had anything to do. Bob Harper, everybody. The, the ABC, I think it was on. Anybody that has ever had anything to fucking do with that show should never be looked at as a fitness professional. They are a fucking actor or they are in it for themselves. They are not, they, they do not know what the fuck, they may be a fitness professional, but they should not be talking about weight loss to anybody at, at all. And I mean, people can say, well, they're more popular than me. Great. I'm sorry that I, I don't need to fucking just bow to their popularity when they don't know what the fuck they're doing. It opens the avenue for, well, I've seen them do this training. I should do it. You know, it opens the avenue for that crazy shit. That's just, it's just not healthy. It's, it's, it's not in any way sustainable. Somebody is going to fucking get injured. Somebody is going to get injured. It is, it is, it is not a matter of if. I mean, when they did studies on the people on that show, they all showed stress fractures in the shins. No shit, you have morbidly obese people running for fucking time. What is wrong with you? You know, because gravity exists. You cannot be healthy and morbidly obese literally because gravity exists. And instead of actually us addressing that, we're going to treat it like that was the beginning. Like people don't realize the biggest loser helped fat acceptance in multiple ways. First of all, it made it somehow appear that they are they could be trained the same way as regular, normal, healthy folk. They're not healthy people. They don't have healthy relationships with food. They used to do the food challenge thing where they would try to tempt them with the fucking things that tempted them both. That is ridiculous. You would not do that for a person that has like a fucking other addiction. Sitting sweets in front of somebody that has a sugar addiction is just fucking cruel and unusual punishment. It is not in any way gonna help them build a healthier relationship with the foods that they should like to eat. You should feed them healthy foods that they like so they build a healthy relationship, how it makes them feel, everything like that. And then if they do slip and they, they then they eat a bunch of sugar, they will feel the difference and then you talk to them about that difference. You say, so how do you feel now? Okay, you feel bloated, you don't feel good, blah, blah, blah. Like these things, you make them understand the causal relationship with the, with the bad foods they've eaten. Most of these people don't realize how bad these foods make them literally upon ingestion because they eat them all the fucking time and feel like shit all the fucking time. 
So when in the absence of poor, of bad foods, when they eat mostly vegetables, lean meats, fish, and things like that, when they all of a sudden go back to these things, they feel like shit. It, it is that at that point in time where you actually take advantage of that situation. Instead of punishing them for it, you make it so they understand and learn, okay, let's take a, let's take a look at why this happened, but like, let's also take a look at how you feel. How did this food make you feel? Oh, you feel bloated. Oh, you feel sick to your stomach. Oh, you feel puffy as fuck for days. That is actually the healthy relationship they should have with unhealthy foods. The healthy relationship with the unhealthy foods is that it's unhealthy, that they recognize it's unhealthy. But instead, we fucking tempt these people with all oh, the goodies. Oh, fuck. It sets fucking people back so fucking far. And then they train them on that show as if they are not sickly. And that does not do them a service. Pretending that somebody is healthy when they are, in fact, sick as fuck is horrible to them. People call me mean all the fucking time. People say that I'm horrible because I point out how their gluttony gets them there. Me saying that you gluttoning yourself to 350 fucking pounds is in fact unhealthy for you is way kinder than people being like, let's jump on this fucking box because you go girl, slay queen. It's stupid shit. It's stupid shit. We've got to get past that shit. We're hurting. This hurts people. It really does. By people pretending that what I'm saying is not true by people pretending that what like the reality of the situation is that gravity lists. If you want to live in the fucking purple sky with the unicorn that flies across it and shits out glitter and rainbows, that's fucking fine. But that is just a fantasy world. Obese people are in fact unhealthy. They've eaten themselves there. It's not that they, it, no, nobody has eaten themselves to 300 fucking pounds without overeating. Nobody, not one fucking person. Even if, they're, even if their metabolism sucks and they're on medications that might make them, make, might make them gain weight or might uh, hurt their metabolism, they're still then overeating. They need to adjust their fucking – they need to adjust their intake down. Nobody, nobody cannot lose weight, and we've got to get there much, much, much faster. Let's see. I have a few other articles we can read, uh, but, I mean, it's pretty much all going to be the literally same fucking thing. Most of them talk about that same study. Let me see if I can find the study here. Okay, here we go. This was actually a pretty good one here right here. Make sure I got it right. The link. There it is. Share. All right. The link between weight loss and knee pain. Let me move this up here for you. Many people with overweight or obesity, and I, many people who are overweight or obese, stop trying to be fucking, try, stop trying to sugarcoat this shit. What the fuck? Experience knee pain. In many cases, losing weight can help reduce pain and lower risk of osteoarthritis. According to one study, which I am going to pull up, 3.7% of people with a healthy weight, BMI, 18.5 to 25, have osteoarthritis of the knee, but it affects 19.5% of those people with grade, grade two obesity and 35 to, uh, or a BMI of 35 to 39.9 and much higher than that for over. Having additional weight puts extra pressure on the knees. This can result in chronic pain and other complications, including uh, infl uh, osteoarthritis. Inflammation may also play a role. That's another thing too that we don't even talk about. Like, so already the person is in a chronic inflammatory state because guess what? You've fucking eaten yourself there. Morbid obesity is a chronic inflammatory state. Your body is releasing highly inflammatory markers such as IL-1, IL-6, 
uh, TNFA at a very fucking high rate. That's one of the reasons why they have such a hard time with the pandemic virus. It's because their lungs are already inflamed. That's why it sounds like they're breathing soup. Uh, And then they fucking get uh, cold and it fucking kills them. Reality, just another fucking, just another fucking thing of reality. How weight affects knee pain. Many, uh, maintain, maintaining a healthy weight has many effects, including reducing pressure on the knees. Cause again, gravity, reducing joint inflammation because being obese is a chronic inflammatory state and reducing the risk of various diseases such as diabetes, cardiovascular disease that might cause circulatory issues, that sort of thing. Uh, decreased weight bearing pressure on the knees for people who are overweight, each pound of loss that they, uh, they can lose. Uh, reduces the load on the knee joint by four pounds. That means that it's four pounds every time they walk. We already went over that study. This means if you lose 10 pounds, there will be 40 pounds less weight in each step you take to support your knee. That's just walking. That doesn't talk about walking down. That doesn't talk about running or jumping. Uh, Less pressure means less wear and tear on the knees and lower risk of osteoarthritis. Current guidelines recommend weight loss as a strategy for maintaining, uh, for uh, managing osteoarthritis in the knees. So anybody that you know that has knee pain that is fat should lose fucking weight. Anybody that you know that is fat, period, if they go to the doctor and the doctor does not talk to them about losing weight, the doctor is fucking negligent. They should get a new fucking doctor. They should get a new fucking doctor because they're trying, if a doctor, every single time you walk into the doctor's office and a doctor looks at you and says, we need to talk about your weight, it's because you're unhealthy and you're damaging your body. You're damaging your knees. Every step you fucking take, get there faster, people. God damn. Reducing inflammation in the body. Osteoarthritis has long been considered a wear and tear disease. Prolonged expo- uh, excess pressure on the joints will cause inflammation. But a recent, uh, but recent research suggests that inflammation may be a, a risk factor rather than a consequence. <clears throat> Excuse me. Obesity may, incre- uh, may increase inflammation levels in the body. It absolutely does. Which, uh, which may lead to joint pain. Losing weight can reduce inflammation response. One review looked at the data of people who lost an average of two pounds, 0.91 of a kilogram a month, over a range of three months for two years. In the most studies, uh, markers of inflammation in their bodies, excuse me, fell uh, significantly. Linked with, uh, linked with metabolic disorder, science have linked obesity, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and other health issues. These all form part of a collection of conditions also known as metabolic syndrome. They appear to involve high levels of inflammation and they may influence each other. So exercise, Current guidelines recommend walking, cycling, strength, uh, strength, strengthening exercises, water-based activities, Tai Chi, and yoga. You don't see fucking jumping or running on that shit. At all. At all. Fucking biggest loser pieces of shit. Every single fucking person that had to do with that show, you're a fucking loser. By the way, I mean, I, I, I you know, you don't need to, like, you don't need to respect me because you think you're more popular than me, and that, that's fine. I don't respect any of you at all. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. You give all of us that are trying to really help people a very serious bad name. You all are pieces of shit. Every single one of you. Bob Harper, fucking everybody on the way down. You're all pieces of shit. You basically got paid for the systemic, emotional, and physical torture of obese people for entertainment purposes. You fucking suck. Fuck all you pieces of shit. Um, let's see here. So that study that we were at, we're going to go to here. See, this is the association between overweight and obesity, risk of clinical diagnosis, knee, hip, and, and hand osteoarthritis. This is pretty good. I haven't read this yet. I don't know if I'm going to read it right now. Method to study was uh, objective results. In total of 1,764,061 subjects, were observed for a median follow-up period of 4.45 years. Uh, I wonder why they came up with 4.45. I always wonder that. Uh, incident rates 
uh, per 1,000 person at risk of knee, hip, hand osteoarthritis were 3.7% 99% confidence, 1.7% and 2.6% rest respectively among subjects in the normal weight category and 19.5%, 3.8% and 4.4% uh, respectively in those with classifications of low-grade obesity. Compared to subjects with normal weight, being overweight or obese increased the risk of osteoarthritis at all three joint sites, especially the knee, a, sta a status of overweight, grade one obesity, and grade two obesity, whoops, excuse me, increased the risk of osteoarthritis by a factor, whoops, I lost my place, by a factor of twofold, 3.1-fold, and 4.7-fold respectively. Conclusion, being overweight or obese increases the risk of hand, hip, and knee osteoarthritis with the great, uh, greatest risk in the knee, as it's a load-bearing one, the hands is literally just because of the inflammation, by the way. And this occurs on a dose-response gradient of increasing BMI. So the fatter you are, the higher your fucking risk goes. I'm saving that one. That's a fucking good-ass fucking study. So basically what we have just found out is that the fatter you are, the, uh, the, the less healthy you are, the higher risk you are of, of osteoarthritis, even in your hands, even in your hands, that means that it's just the inflammation because you're not walking on your hands, especially when you're fucking 300 pounds. Fucking ridiculous shit. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Fucking crazy shit. Crazy shit. Anyway, uh, oh, wait. Jillian Michaels. Jillian Michaels is a piece of fucking shit. She is. She's horrible. 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 Anyway, well, let's start the discussion. I'm going to go from here on, uh, from here through because I'm not going to scroll back and see all the comments that we had. But I am interested to hear all of your thoughts. Uh, I would also like to say that here is our coaching. Please do take us up on this offer. Three-month block, there's 30-minute uh, 30, 30 one-time consult. I'm going to grab the one-month block also for people to sign up for. Give me one second. I really, 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 I, I, just, I wish we could get there faster as a society. You know that? I, I, I wish that we could somehow find a way to make it so people fucking understood that in no way, in no way, and this is this is the one month. This is at a higher price because it's one month at a time, but this is for the one month. Second. There you go. The consultation, 30 minutes of the consultation, by the way, we talk for 30 minutes based on what you have. I do some pre-conversation uh, pre in our app because you get a month free of the app. Uh, you're on the Hunger Management Support Group, uh, which is a bunch of people talking about their daily stuff. That's where I keep track of all my food and my activity, by the way, is in the Hunger Management Support Group. And that's where I'll be, pro uh, that's where I'll be logging all my training for my training towards my 51st birthday to be in the best shape I've ever been by my 51st birthday. Um, how anything, everything I eat, everything, uh, my workouts, those sorts of things. I'm not gonna be filming my workouts cause I, I, that's my time. Uh, and I may do it occasionally here and there for people, but I'm not, that would be just in the hunger management support group. 
Um, and also, if you decide to get coaching from there, from the 30-minute consultation, we then take the $35 for the consultation off of the price for the three-month block, not for the one month. The one month is just month, month to month, and you can go on it from there. So anyway, hi, Diane. Good to see you. Uh, I'm new to your videos, but honestly, you have really encouraged me to keep going. Say that. Thank you very much. That's awesome. I appreciate it very, very much. Uh, and welcome. So uh, have you worked with people with hip or knee replacements? Many, 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 many. Uh, uh, the, the thing is, what we do is we build healthy habits. Whatever the person can do, we talk about the activity level that is appropriate for the person, what they're, what they're cleared for by the doctor. We don't do any sort of crazy workout workout routines unless the person loves doing crazy workout routines unless they are physically able to do so and they absolutely love to do so that's it we have uh, crystal literally just had if you can see the treadmill is right here uh you can see right back here she does a group walk with people a couple times a week we just have people walk and talk together and talk about you know talk about what's going on uh that's one of the features that comes with both the hunger management support group uh and that comes with uh coaching too so we focus mostly on healthy habits and activities and nutrition and then whatever appropriate fit, fitness they can do. We, we put that right on the app for them so they can do. So yes. And we, I, I, I've worked with people in wheelchairs, uh, multiple, multiple, multiple times. I, I believe we have, uh, one person who, uh, is actually missing a leg, uh, things like, things like that. I, I don't, I don't know if they're, yes, he's, uh, no, 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 no. But anyway, uh, I hate people. I, I hate how people brand uh, brand working out as something that has to be uh, painful. It should never be painful. It, for the the activity you do, the activity you do for your health, for your longevity, should be activity that you absolutely, positively love to do. That you will miss. That's why it should be thirty minutes a day, every single day, no matter what. Make it habitual. Just get a little bit of movement in for thirty consistent minutes every single day. And then, if you want to increase that or, or decrease the intensity or the time frame or whatever, you can. But as long as you stay in the habit of 30 minutes a day, that takes care of your activity for the day. Make sure you go for just a walk if you need to. When people act like it needs to be some sort of crazy exercise regime, exercise thing, like for a good portion of the, like for three months of the year, I do yoga and like some calisthenics. I don't touch weights. I don't even touch suspense. I, I, I give my body a rest because I do really enjoy most of the year working out at a very seriously, highly intense level that I have, have you know, had to come to the rationalization that. I shouldn't perform like that. I shouldn't uh, push myself like that all the time. Uh, and I work in kind of a cycle. So some months I work a little harder. Like I love working out, working out in the heat, heat. Uh, so when it gets hot out, I like working out outside a lot harder. So awesome sauce is up. What's up, baby? What's up, sweetie? Long nap. Uh, what did you th uh, think about the biggest loser when I was airing on TV? I thought it was horrible. I thought it was fucking horrific. Hang on, she's stabbing me in the leg. She wants to say hi to all you. Uh, say hi to everybody, baby. Hi, sweetie. How are you doing? Say hi. Say hi. Are you hooked? You're hooked. Say hi. What's up? Okay. Come on. All right. Um, but no, I hated it the entire time. It was horrible, 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 horrible. Um, 
Let's see, Drella, do you mean turmeric? Okay, so you guys are talking. Oh, cat hair everywhere. Cat hair everywhere. Super morbidly obese, super morbid obesity almost killed me. I was 556 pounds at 25. I'm 42 and weigh 265. That's a fucking hero right there. God damn, that's fucking awesome, dude. Awesome. It's fucking amazing. I got down to 235, then stopped being as active due to gout and got fat, lazy. I'm taking my life back now. I can help you, dude. I fucking can help you. I've worked with plenty of guys that were your size that are starting to rebound. I'm telling you, I can fucking help you out. I sometimes see fat acceptance advocates claiming that overweight people are healthier because they have lower rates of osteo, uh, osteoporosis. Uh, but I don't understand how that's possible. What do you think? They're not. Gravity exists. Gravity fucking exists. To say I, you're healthier in one aspect, and it could just be an anomalous, anomalous study that they're looking at. I don't know the, the data you're talking about. They are not healthy. They are not healthier than thinner people. That is a complete bullshit cope lie. Period. Gravity fucking exists. I was 200 pounds down to 195. Great fucking job. Great fucking job. Amazing how much better your skin looks when you drink enough water too. Cheap, beautiful tip. And again, that's something we were talking about the other day. You should take in anywhere from a half ounce to an ounce of fluid per pound of body weight. And people fucking bounce back about that all the time. Like, well, I weigh 300 pounds. Drink 300 fucking ounces of water then, you fat ass. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, you should... What, what, are you worried you're going to fucking spoil your appetite? That's kind of the fucking point, you know? Like, it's fucking ridiculous. I just spit. Anyway. Uh, it's not easy, but it works. Go for it. So fucking proud of you, Big Snack. No shit. Everybody fucking tell them. To sum up obesity, decay. No shit. Hi, uh, could you do an episode on the, mil on the institu institutional food plan of the military? Follow the U.S. food recommendations. Does a heavy-carb, low-protein guidance suit infantry... Uh, add to add to medical costs, everything. I would say it does, but I, I don't. I would have to look at the actual plan. I, it's been a fucking forever since I've taken a look at that. I could possibly do it, but it's going to be a couple weeks, just so you know. I make sure I, I I would research it first, and I've got a lot of shit going on. I read the title and said to myself, "What knees?" Very fucking true. Very fucking true. Uh, I lost five hundred. I lost fifty pounds in the last year, and sometimes it what uh, it's watching your videos that gives me the swift reality slap. Thank you very much, Morgan Lestrange. Thank you. I like the fucking name, too. Morgan Lestrange, I fucking like it. Very fucking good. Uh, the group walk was so fun, too. I'm really happy you liked it, Sam. Really happy you liked it. Dang, uh, can't walk too well, but, but I'll bike. You could bike along with them, too, as they go. Absolutely. Join, join on in. Absolutely. As a soccer referee, I don't know how overweight referees do it with all the pivoting and directional changes. And... Uh, an uneven playing field. Uh, I know a lot take Advil just to leave. That's fucking sad. And also, the, you know, when you bring up uh, soccer, like the, the the way the way a woman's angle, the way, the way a woman's cue angle for their hip is, is formed. That's one of the reasons why female soccer players have a higher incidence of ACL tears. So when like in, women just in general have higher incidence of ACL injury uh, when under load because of the way that their hip is formed and the valgus pressure it puts on the ACL, right? So when you're fat, that gets magnified too. When you weigh 200 pounds more than what you're fucking supposed to. Uh, this is the first time I've ever seen you live though. Thank you very much. We appreciate you joining. Please do subscribe. Make sure the notification bells are on. I appreciate it greatly. Uh, do you think that people should be, uh, should be re rewarded for staying healthy? No, it, what, for, for, rewarded for doing what you're fucking supposed to do. I mean, the reward is being healthy, in my opinion. I mean, we shouldn't make this a class thing. We shouldn't make it so like we're, like it's an elevation thing. We should encourage people to get healthy because it's the fucking reward all in itself. There's, I mean, the reward is I spend 
the reward is you don't fucking have to access the healthcare system. I'm not a slave to pharma industry. The reward is I fucking feel great, sleep great, have great fucking sex. I mean, that's the fucking reward. The reward is I fucking love my fucking life and I feel good. That's the reward. Rewarding people, I mean, like it, it already is a reward and that's how it should be seen. Uh, getting warm out here, going to start uh, implementing biking into my workouts. That's fucking awesome. Uh, as someone who works in the medical field, I love hearing what you have to say on the topic. This world has become so sensitive and they want to, they want to tell you what you want to hear instead of what you need to hear. No shit. Like it's fucking crazy. I, that's why like people are like, well, this person says that this person says that I'll debate anybody. I'll debate any fucking doctor. If they say that being morbidly obese is healthy for them, healthy, I will fucking debate any of them and fucking destroy them. Period. Uh, the, you know why? Because gravity exists. Because there's like fucking literally gravity exists. It's fucking insane. It is insane. Like there, there. Any argument for you know being obese is healthy, or there's nothing you can do about that's another one. Like I'm just gonna be fat. There's nothing I can do about it. People are born different. Genetics, blah blah blah. Fucking what? We mutated in the last fucking. Uh, however long, fuck off. That's ridiculous. You know, 60 years ago, people were not fat. Almost everybody was fucking lean, not just skinny, like lean. I like. I think Alan's great. Tells it. I, guess. I appreciate. It. Thank you. I asked uh, our mayoral candidate in the city that plan on combating the obesity crisis. Uh, brought all the staffs. Uh, looked like a fish out of water because they got no answer. They don't want to fucking. They do not want to fucking in any way. So, like, look at our public health officials. Two years of fucking pandemic world and no, nobody's talked about fucking unfattening ourselves when like what, 80 to 90% of all chronic illness or 80, 89% of all healthcare burden, the almost $4 trillion a year we all share in healthcare burden is chronic illness related and 80 to 90% of that is all fucking lifestyle chronic illness related. So adjusting lifestyles would like unburden the hospital system by like 50 to 60% because that's what most of it is. 91% of all fucking uh, pharmaceutical medications are lifestyle driven. What the fuck? I mean, we would save 2.4 fucking trillion dollars in shared healthcare costs. That would go a long fucking way to fixing our fucking country, but they don't want to do that because then money, and then they have to tell voters that they're indeed fat as fuck and a burden on society. This sauce, yeah. Like she is adorable. She is very, very, very adorable. She's so fluffy. She's doing good. She's lost some weight recently too. Uh, your kitties are so sweet. Love seeing them out here. I, 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 they're they're amazing. So the flu. The name is Awesome Sauce. Her name is Awesome Sauce. We call her Awesome for short. Maybe that's why she just had no fucking regard for eating everybody else's food. She just was like, I'm awesome. And ate everybody's food. Uh, my dad has lost close to seventy pounds, and his hips are his hip pain is almost gone. Brian, that's fucking awesome. You're setting the fucking example, dude. No shit. Uh, I go for repetition. I, I program my body to go to just go exercise. It's not about me enjoying it. It's, it's progress. I think you would be. I think you would find that if you missed a day, that you would miss it a lot, though, Casey. I really do. No pain, no gain. Yes, no. Depends on what you're talking about. If you're talking about health, that's fucking ridiculous. It should be enjoyable. Enjoyable. If you're talking about trying to like build muscle past you know up to your genetic maximum or something like that. I mean, there might be some some soreness involved. Even then, like the whole like workout until you can barely fucking move is ridiculous. Not many people fucking do well with that. Like I'm able to make I'm able to kind of shut that shit off and push myself to fucking very serious limits through pain and all sorts of shit. But I've been working out for 35 fucking years. 
longer. I've been working out for much longer than I like to admit. I've been working out for like 37 fucking years almost getting there, you know, like I'm, I'm, you know, a lot of people are not able to do that. The whole no pain, no gain thing. That's for advanced, like, like well past middle intermediate lifters and people that work out athletes, you know, like that's, that's after you get all the fucking, uh, all the, the form down. That's after you get all the fucking basics down. That's when, that's when you, the no pain, no gain bullshit. That's when you fucking go towards like, you're really trying to push the limits of shit to just be healthy. It should be totally enjoyable and almost pain-free for real. I know, right. I'm a soccer player myself and change of directions are crucial when it comes to the game. I don't, uh, I don't follow metrics with my clients because they're not ready to do so. They're not, they're absolutely not ready to do so. Absolutely not. Would you agree with the rest that with rest days where you do nothing but lay around or do you think rest days should also include some sort of rest, a rest day where you do nothing? Show me in nature where that would fucking happen. Like if you had to provide for yourself, where would that happen? And I'm not being snarky towards you. That's just how I fucking talk. Um, but no, I don't agree with that. There should always be some sort of movement. 30, 365 days a year, you should be moving around a, a little bit. But I mean, there's not like we were not designed to just fucking sit still. We were just not designed to fucking do it. You should move a little bit every single fucking day, no matter fucking what. No, no matter what, especially if you're fat. Uh, if you're fat, you should be moving every single fucking day to not be fat. Every single fucking day. There is no fucking rest days. Because a re- you know, I, I, now an active, you know, like having a day with less activity where you just walk and don't do other shit, maybe. I still don't think you should just lay around all fucking day. You should be fucking, you know, participate. You should actually participate in life. If you're just going to lay around all day, that's not participating. That's observing life. I would, that's like, that's like people that just like fucking spend all goddamn day long watching football. I haven't watched a football game in years and years and years. Cause I'd rather be doing shit than watch people doing shit. I think that that's fucking weakness. You know, it, 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 unless you could hop on the field yourself at any given fucking time, maybe you should fucking spend a little bit more time doing shit than fucking watching people do shit. Truly awesome. She is. She's awesome. She's she's going to stab me in the leg here in a second, too, again. My joints feel better after a 10-mile hike at 200 pounds versus a 3-mile hike when I was on flat, uh, uh, flat ground a year ago, 257. Good for you, motherfucker. That's fucking awesome. You go, motherfucker. Mentioned earlier, but I've lost four pounds this week. Now my sleep eating, uh, my, my sleep eating is under control. That's fucking outstanding. Great fucking job. I could not, I could not work out from 2019 to 2022 due to thyroid and graves. Oh man, uh, I had treatment and I've been working out and making changes. That's great for you. Great for you. Keep keep control of your food. Keep control of your food. Uh, Thelma, I was over 300 pounds when I started walking and dancing without jumping, and now 176 pounds. That is a fucking hero right there. That's a fucking hero. Fucking hero. Fuck yeah, Thelma. Great fucking job. Great fucking job. Finally back below 300 pounds. More to go, but I'm working on it. Chris, man, you've been you've been following a long time, dude. We, I, I would love to do a consultation with you. We can fucking get some shit together. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. I'm so late. How you doing? I'm doing fucking great. Here is, by the way, this is the month-by-month coaching. Felt it wrong. Leave me alone. Uh, no problem. Uh, at 10 years old, I was 130 pounds, torn an- uh, ankle ligaments, playing soccer. Now I'm 32, training powerlifting, and still need warm-ups for my ankles. I'm scared of jumping. You just there's no no problem with that. There, there, unless you need to fucking jump out of the way of something, which you probably would just instinctually. No, I wouldn't fucking worry about it too much. No shit. 
Uh, my heart is melting with all the ex-fats here. No shit. No shit. Great fuck. I, I fucking, this is fucking awesome. This is what society fucking needs. Not to tell morbidly obese people that there's nothing wrong with you, but to show them that it can be fucking done. This is what society needs. This is the example that should be set for people right here. What's happening with everybody sharing their stories about how much better they feel after losing weight, how much better their lives have gotten, how more fulfilled, how you're actually living life. That's what society needs. Not to directly lie to fat people's faces and pretend that there's nothing fucking wrong with them. Not to make excuses of I'm just fat by my genetics. It's just my fucking set. The set point theory thing is making its fucking rounds again from that fucking, we already did a video on it. That lady on that fucking Today Show or that fucking morning show talking about how like your body wants to go back to that. No, your hunger wants to eat the shit you ate before the fucking diet because you did not make systemic changes. You go on a diet, you lose a bunch of fucking weight, and then you go off the diet because you're a stupid fuck thinking that you can go back to your old fucking ways that had you 300 pounds after you lost 100 fucking pounds. It's not the diet's fault. You are, in fact, a stupid fuck who thinks that you can go back to your old fucking habits and not gain the weight back. That is moronic. That is the most, that is like a child's argument against that shit. It is a child's fucking argument. It, 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 it really is. Like I, I, I did this diet for a while and I lost some weight and then I started eating cupcakes for breakfast again. And somehow or another, the diet failed. No, you failed. You, you're a failure. You can stop being a failure by recognizing that and then fucking changing it. But pretending that it fucking the diet didn't didn't work when you fucking went back to eating the same way you were fucking eating or even worse from before is ridiculous. That is something a kindergartner would say. That is the dog ate my homework. No shit. Do you have any recommendations on teaching children portion control? I'm trying to teach my daughter the difference between being full and being stuffed. Some families encourage overeating. A lot of families encourage overeating. I have actually done a fucking thing where one of the biggest things that caused the obesity epidemic was the holdover in the phrase, finish everything on your plate. Finish everything on your plate was something that my parents' parents told them because my parents' parents came from world, the World War II era and food was scarce. So when you, you did not fucking waste food. So then my parents taught that to my generation. My generation's taught it to our kids. Well, the difference between this is by the time my generation got to be my age, that was the boom of ultra-processed carbohydrates and of, uh, of convenience food. So now they finish everything on their plate of highly palatable foods that make them even hungrier and cause them to eat even more and more and more. So the idea is eat everything you fucking can instead of eat in moderation. One of the things I would do is have them eat. I would put smaller portions on their plate and before they can eat another portion, have them drink a little bit of water and wait 20 minutes and see if they're still full. If they still remember it, then maybe give them a little bit more food because then they might be a little bit more hungry. They might actually be hungry. But if they can eat a portion of food, drink a little bit of fluid, wait 20 minutes and not be hungry, then, then you've realized that that's the portion size. That would be my suggestion. Losing fat really works. Excellent. I saw Amberlynn's video. Uh, I was mortified. Amber and Tess are delusional. I don't, I, I don't know which Amberlynn I don't watch Amberlynn's content. I, I don't. I, I, I don't. So I don't know which content you're talking about. Um, uh, nice Dhamma, Mortified. I Like I said, I haven't seen it. Uh, it's a reward in itself. It really is. The reward is being alive. It really, really is. Uh, low insurance costs for healthier people. I mean, that's... That's not really a reward. I mean, that's that if you would look at it, we should set the base at a certain thing and then have people pay more for their lifestyle choices. But I my, my thing is, is that is cart before the horse. You know, what I mean, like that's fucking ridiculous. That, 
that the amount of money you save in insurance is nothing compared to the amount of money you avoid, like the amount of money saved in you know, pain and stuff like that. So I hear what you're saying, but that's like fucking semantics. At this stage, it is. When 80% of the country is overweight and over 50% of the country is likely obese and like 35% of the country is morbidly obese, uh, that's very seriously semantics. We need to fucking get, like what's going to happen is people are just going to die younger. The fucking, the, uh, the average age of mortality is going to fucking, uh, is going to drop way fucking down. We need to fucking take care of this. The, the, the way, like if we think we're paying a lot in healthcare now, the wave of chronic illness and disease that is coming after the great fattening of 2020, after we just all sat home and a bunch of people did the exact opposite I did. And instead of losing 40 pounds like I did, they gained 40 pounds and they ate fucking DoorDash and uh, the fucking pizza delivery guy knew them by fucking name and shit like that. I mean, after that fucking year and how fat we are. And now we're at the stage where we're not even saying like, it is almost illegal to tell a fat person to lose fucking weight because that's somehow shaming them, even though they're shoving, shoving ho-hos in their fucking mouth at a fucking rapid pace. I mean, we've made it so that that is somehow shaming them when in fact gravity shames them every fucking step they take, you know, uh, it, the wave of chronic illness and disease that's going to happen in the next couple of years, diabetes, heart disease, uh, coronary uh, strokes, cancers, those sorts of things is going to be just fucking biblical in fucking nature. It really is. It's going to be biblical in fucking nature. Uh, let's see. Uh, much better quality of life overall. Yep. Hey, man. CJ, man. Hey, man. I just found your channel. I was 390 last, last September. Now I'm 330 now, just uh, eating better. Should I start with walking every day for an hour? I would say if that's, first of all, great fucking job. That's amazing. That's amazing, amazing. Great fucking job. But I would also say uh, I would walk for at least 30 minutes a day. If you can get an hour in and you enjoy it and it's and it's likable, absolutely do that. Make sure you have something that you can do as activity in case that it's raining out or you can't ex access a treadmill or something like that for the day. Make sure you just try to get in consistency of activity. If you aren't walking already, I don't know if you should jump to just an hour already. Maybe you should start with you know 30 minutes at your pace just to see how it goes. If you want to build it to an hour, great, but always maintain like a minimum of 30 minutes a day is what we try to say. Uh, thank you for the tip, by the way. Uh, and I love that you celebrate people that who work uh, being healthy and who find beauty and health. Fat acceptance is dangerous. And I worry about my young girls who are easily impressionable. I, that is a very serious and honest concern you should have, because not only is the fat acceptance movement, it is that the fucking social media and mainstream media are going to keep pushing for it. And you know why? Because they're the biggest consumers of every fucking thing. They're the biggest consumers of food. They're the biggest consumers of pharma. Their clothes take more materials and cost more money and they get charged more. They actually use more gas in their fucking car to cart their fat asses around. They consume more than anybody. It's, I mean, it is, it is consumption. That's why it's so hilarious when a fat person says like, well, I'm anti-capitalist. You fuck, that's impossible. I mean, it's, it's, you, you, you consume more. You can't be anti-capitalist when you consume more than you fucking need. It's stupid. Uh, highly recommend rebounding as exercise, high resistance, low impact, great for uh, well-balanced. I'd have to learn more about it. Um, yep, glowing skin, great hair, being active. If you think that it's all just the way, help inspire you. That's awesome. Good for you. Good for you. That's one thing I like about my NP. She's not even... Uh, she's honest, even if it's not what I want to hear, they should be, they should, a doctor that does not tell a fat person that they should lose weight is guilty of malpractice. They are to look out for your fucking health. They are not giving you informed consent on your future treatment, which is how you treat your body to be obese is in fact unhealthy. 
in of itself, they should talk about that disorder. Because if you walk in fat as fuck, it is a visible illness that you fucking have. We need to get there. It is, again, just bad if for nothing else, gravity. It's so fucking, it's so fucking true. People didn't live that long back, uh, back then, but thanks to modern uh, uh, medical junk, they live longer. I think that we know enough now that we could live longer without even all the medical junk. Being able to be kept alive by pharmaceuticals and being able to live a happy, healthy life through eating well and good activity are two very, very different things. Uh, the difference between, like, when you see an 80-year-old out walking every day, blah, 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 they're thin. They're, they're not in pain. When you see an 80-year-old that's fat, they got fat in the last couple of years, and they're normally having their ass wiped for them by a CNA. Wasted in sense of preventable illness and death. Yep. Obesity is the number one killer in the U.S. If you look it up in nutrition uh, info on Chick-fil-A, that's early grade. Exactly. If smokers pay higher insurance premiums, shouldn't obese people. I agree with that. I fucking do. Absolutely. Uh, I lost 40 pounds on my knees. Just magically don't hurt no more. It's a mystery. Great fucking job, by the way. Great fucking job. And thank you for uh, for your contribution contribution to the conversation. A great fucking job. Great fucking job. And Casey, uh, Casey posted up what? Casey's lost a fucking shit ton of weight. He should be super proud. Super fucking proud. I jump up for 30 minutes a day. Best decision of my life. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, can you do another live with Shredded Sports Science? I got to reach out to James. I haven't talked to him in well over a year. Like well over a year. So I'll reach out to him. I'll see what he says. That is what I'm saying. Uh, what I'm working towards to be able to run again. You'll get there. You will get there. Uh, people rely on convenience foods. I make I make everything from scratch, so I don't know what what's in it. That's fucking very fucking good point. Very fucking good point. Anyway, uh, the pain in reps in your muscles tearing down. Correct. The pain in reps is your muscle breaking down. Only way to build. It doesn't need to be pain though, uh, and it's not correct. It's not your like. You you don't need to be in pain to build muscle. You need repetition and volume, and your body then adapts. You do not need to be in pain. That's, that's fucking ridiculous. No pain, no gain should apply mostly to a, ment a mental state of pushing through the pain of laziness. I would agree with that, too. Uh, that, being, that being said, me being overweight pulled me back doing rows. Uh, don't, uh, don't go uh, intense unless you feel comfortable. Alan, do you ever hear from those radical grandma fat acceptance accounts that you used to that used to mass report you? I don't. I don't. They gave up because they're wrong and fat as fuck. Um, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if one of them had some sort of fucking medical <laughs> medical issue. I mean, like they were. It's just fucking reality. Like when all they have to do, when all they can do is like go after me and the people that like you know, they go after my appearance. They go after this, that, the other thing. They call me a racist for saying that being fat is unhealthy for you. What are you going to say? What now? Like, what now? It's You're still fat. You're still unhealthy. What now? You know, like, uh, that's that's why, I mean, that's why I kind of just kind of laughed it off. I, we probably will do a, a review of the uh, Dark Side of Fat Acceptance live. I got to get a hold of Connor, and I, I, uh, Connor, the guy that did it, uh, because I'm a big portion of that movie, even though he didn't have me on. And I didn't want to be on at the time. Uh, but... Um, no, they, I haven't heard from them in a long time. They're probably some of the trolls that are even in this very comment. They just given up because they fucking realized that they sounded like stupid as fuck. Lost fifty pounds. Body doesn't uh, body doesn't feel like it's in jail anymore. Boom. Hero, fucking hero in our society today, motherfuckers. That is what taking control of your fucking life and your future fucking looks like, and that's the reward for it too. You start feeling fucking better. 
what do you know about the keto carnivore? I'm 5'8", 220, and I've, uh, I've got plaque psoriasis. I think you should talk to your doctor before you even start any diet since you have plaque psoriasis. That's what I know about it. Uh, don't, if, if you have actual medical conditions, you should not try to get diagnosis or even diet advice from somebody online. I, I'm just, I'm just real. Like you should talk to your doctor first, tell, find out what you know, what, what you should do. If your doctor get a second opinion, absolutely. Please do. Uh, but if you have plaque psoriasis, you've got problems. You should be fucking worried that you should be listening to exactly what they say. They should have already given you a referral to a nutritionist. And if they haven't, they, you should fucking ask for one. But you saying that, I don't know what medications you're on. I don't know your fucking history. I don't know anything like that. If you would ask that to anybody else, any other fitness influencer, which I imagine you probably would, and they would actually give you a fucking answer, tell them, I said, they're a fucking idiot. Because they should not be giving diagnosis like that without knowing your entire fucking story. And they definitely should tell you the same thing I just told you. Talk to your fucking doctor. Have them talk to a nutritionist. You have plaque psoriasis. I will say about the keto and carnivore diet. I eat mostly ketogenic. Sorry, I didn't mean to pause there. I got distracted. ADHD. Uh, I do eat mostly mostly ketogenic. It is not unhealthy. It is just fucking ridiculous. It is not unhealthy for people to do so. I The biggest problem I find with the ketogenic diet is that people cannot stick to it. And what happens is they eat in a ketogenic fashion and they have the absence of hunger because it is so satiating. And it's the biggest benefit of the ketogenic diet. That's the biggest benefit of ketogenic meals, high protein, healthy fat meals with minimal carbohydrates uh, and carbohydrates just from vegetables. That is the benefit. It's very extremely uh, satiating. What happens is people get used to that in the absence of hunger, in the absence of hunger, right? And then all of a sudden they eat a ho-ho or they eat a donut at work and that rush comes back and then they eat uncontrollably when they go off. It builds an on and off system. That's why I personally eat something that tastes sweet almost every single day, but I eat mostly ketogenic during the fucking day. Like I, my first meal is almost always just a piece of steak, almost always just a piece of steak. Lately, I've been eating only one meal. Uh, so that is normally just a high protein with some veggies at it. And then something maybe as a, as a snack later, that is more for an indulgence to make sure I, I feel I'm, I don't feel restricted. Um, but that's because I'm also on our supplement and I'm on, I'm trying out a few other things too. So I have like almost no hunger. Uh, so that's a different story. But that's the issue I have with a ketogenic diet is most of the time it works very, very, very well for people until they go off it. And then they end up gaining more weight back because they get that rush from the carbohydrates that they had had the absence of. Then they didn't build up the skills necessary to deal with those types of hunger. So therefore, they just go all the way off. It's just like I felt I was on keto and now I'm off keto. If you just kind of stay on keto with occasional indulgence, and then like if you eat something sweet in the evening after being on keto all day, you make sure you have your food planned out for the next day in case you have any cravings of being very, very seriously almost carnivore or ketogenic, then you're good to go. Not normal go. So uh, I don't find supplements to do uh, do much to osteoarthritis. It's, I mean, in anti-inflammatories, maybe black seed oil, turmeric, that sort of thing uh, will help with the inflammation of it, but that's about it. Uh, I'm definitely not wasting a Sunday during hunting season watching football. That's fucking boom. Fuck, great. Good fucking job. Uh, today I had my twice a year blood work done. Usually the only time I, I, I stop in a bakery on my way home. This time I heard Alan in my head yelling me, get there faster, motherfucker, and drove home. Good. Good. I hope it didn't. I hope you're not going to feel too, uh, too uh, restricted by it. Maybe have something else. But, I mean, if you're trying to be healthy, 
if you're if you're trying to be healthy, that should be a very rare occurrence to eat a baked good. It just should. Very, it should be a rare occurrence to eat. Like it should be a once a week thing to eat processed carbohydrates. We live off processed carbohydrates, like flour and sugar and fucking everything. It's fucking crazy. Anyway, carnivore diet is epic. Lost twelve pounds in seven days. Yes, and a bunch of that was probably fluid. But also remember that when you like, just be prepared for when you go off of it for your hunger to return greatly, because that's probably you're probably having no hunger at all. Hunger at all. So. Uh, Dakota's doing good. Yep. Okay. Hey guys, I'm going to scroll down to the bottom here to see if I missed it. God, lots of fucking questions, guys. I'm never going to get to all these questions. Never, 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 never. So hang on. Uh, what do you think about keto cycling or deliberately having periods of eating ketogenic diet and with breaks of uh, complex carbs and fruits? I don't necessarily like the complex carbs or, or, or I mean, I mean, uh, simple carbs, but that's exactly what I just described. So Morgan Lestrange, um, that is actually what I kind of just described where, uh, I will eat pretty much ketogenic or carnivoric all day long and then have something at night. Like I'll probably have an outright bar sometime this week because I think Mark's just sent his new batch of them. And I'll probably have some uh, plant of protein. I oftentimes have a sweet potato uh, in the evening. That's my sweet thing. And then uh, then uh, once a week, we're just going to have I, I normally have something just for pleasure. This week, it's probably going to be a, a glass of whiskey, to tell you the truth. That'll be my thing for pleasure, you know, and it's because it's called fucking adulting, you know, Um uh, what do you think about the keto uh, about vegan keto? Vegan keto is very very hard to do, uh, just because you have to depend so much on gluten protein, uh, like satan and stuff like that. And gluten is a gluten is a highly inflammatory item, so it's very hard to do and and maintain. Uh, it limits you to a great 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 degree. Um, can people be healthy on it? People can be healthy on everything, anything depending on their activity level, their part, their body, uh, uh, their how their body reacts to certain things, but. Is it something I would want to do? No. Is it something I would suggest people do? No. Anyway, I struggle with binge eating, and I just and I and I just need to avoid sugar altogether. Once I get a taste, it just sell it sets me off, and I go uh, all, like all over again. I've now been off sugar about a month and feel great again. There are some people we have many we have several clients, and we've had many clients in the past where sugar's sugar's your drug. Like, I mean, like you need to, sugar should be viewed as a drug for most people. It just absolutely should. Uh, we definitely shouldn't be marketing it towards children. We really shouldn't. And I've, I go through the whole thing about it. I might even do a live about it, like why sugar's a drug. Uh, maybe that'll be the Friday live at 7 a.m. But I do got to say, guys, I've been at this an hour and I just wanted to, I wanted to make sure that the, uh, Mondays are very busy. I want to make sure I got my other stuff and I've got videos to film and everything like that. I wanted to thank all of you for, for, for showing up. One o'clock tomorrow, I already have it posted up. It's how the fat acceptance community is turning against Lindo Bacon. I fucking laugh my ass off because the fat acceptance community has actually used her fucking writings as like, you know, fucking as a way to fucking uh, as the facts against me. So fucking hilarious. I see somebody just got a 30 minute co uh, coaching consultation. I will be uh, I'll be reaching out to you here shortly on the app right after I'm done with this. And I want to thank all you guys. Talk to you tomorrow at one. Make sure you've hit like, subscribe, everything like that. Notification bells on, and I hope to talk to. All, I hope you all have a great fucking day. God damn.